Hello and welcome to the Hyper Combo Finish Podcast, suite number 16. I am Chris McGuire and with me is Marie Kerr. Hey, Chris. Hey, so I am uh, talking to you after you have emerged from the wastelands. Yeah, I want to tell you that it is a very big deal that I am not playing Fallout right now. I want you to know that you are special. I want our audience to know that Marie is more hardcore than any of us because the week of Fallout 4's release, she took the entire week off of work. That was like straight up vacation time, right, Marie? Well, I didn't take the Tuesday off because I ordered the Pip-Boy edition and had it sent to work. But as Ah. soon as it arrived at work, I went home. I I remember there was one point we were talking. It was the morning after it was released. And uh, I was like, oh, so have you been playing a lot? And you're like, no, no, I haven't been playing much. And you look at your log, you're like, it's just been... uh, 19 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't much in Fallout universe. I mean, I could put it I could put in maybe 5 times the amount of mm, hours I've put in so far. Which is how much do you think? About 70 hours. <laughs> so that's about 70 hours in a little is that a little over a week now? A little over a week. I did have to come back to work this week. So that significantly cut into my playtime. And, you know, I've got this live-in fiancé guy, and he, like, wants to hang out and have dinner. And I had to go to the vet a couple of times. So there were, there, were, there were horrible, horrible distractions in that week. It was terrible. Life got in the way of your, your real life. Yeah, fuck you, life. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so I, I just uh, started playing Fallout 4 yesterday, last night. Oh I God. have fresh impressions um i you know i'll preface this with i haven't really played much of the fallout series Mm -hmm. i played you know maybe 20 30 hours of fallout 3 and that's kind of it okay Um, that's decent you got past the tutorial the sort of onboarding part which is good in fallout 3 yeah and i i should also put out there that i played fallout 3 well after it was new um so a lot of the clunkiness that came with that game i feel i probably wouldn't have felt as hard you know had i played it at the time but I feel, uh, you know, going back and playing Fallout 3, you would probably find it sort of clunky. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I actually, with my Pip-Boy edition, <laughs> I got a free download for X-Bone for Fallout 3. And I'm like, I don't need to put myself through that. I mean, just playing Fallout 4, I can already recognize how much it's improved. And I know that this is sort of a uh, point that people are arguing quite a bit in the blogs. or But, like, <gasps> I think that aiming... You know, hip fire and ADSing without VATS is vastly improved over Fallout 3. I mean, I recognize that immediately, but I, maybe I'm jumping the gun here. No, I think that's <laughs> actually a great place to jump in. So as I understand it, VATS is kind of the system that turns the real-time shooter element into sort of a more of a turn-based deal. Is that true? Yes, it's a vault tech assisted targeting system. And a lot of people just thought it was a way for them to compensate for their shitty actual shooter mechanics which were sort of bad yeah they were sort of bad i acknowledge that and um that's was uh very very useful but i do i to me it fits in with the narrative and i really enjoy it and it helps me like why in this amazing future where i have all this technology to help me with daily life why wouldn't i have a targeting system to make sure that i really hit my mark so the world of fallout is based on all of them as i believe are based on uh, basically, the idea of nuclear war annihilating the world as we know it, and then your character always emerges from a, a fallout vault and comes into this world that they are unfamiliar with and is very changed, right? Indeed. The story this time, actually, it starts as a super bummer. It's such a bummer. <laughs> the first thing that happens is like, look how happy you are. You have this happy relationship and you have this newborn son 
And then she, like it all goes to hell like immediately. You don't get to enjoy any of that. It's just kind of ripped from you. Yeah. So I have a question for you. I, I did feel a little rushed in that situation. How how much time did you get to spend in your house? I didn't get to spend a ton. You know, I probably well, it depends if whether or not you count character creation time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does your character look like you? I tried, um, but. Once I was like a half hour into it, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So it doesn't really, but I tried. Oh, I want to see. Send me a picture. Uh, I, I could, okay. yeah. Yay. It doesn't actually look a whole lot different than the standard dude. Oh. I realized after I was messing with it a whole bunch. I was like, <laughs> well, this guy doesn't look a whole lot different. It, it gives you a lot of ways to, to, to edit it. The tools were a little bit clunky, I mm. thought, but um, really deep. <laughs> yeah, there, I... I was like, oh, I'm going to make her look like me. It's going to be amazing. And again, like half an hour, I was like, why do I even fucking care? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be looking at her most of the time. And I think it's great that games with role-playing elements let you customize your character's looks. Uh, but I kind of wish that there was this um, universal sort of me sort of way to do it in like, you know, your gamer profile for the world for every platform and then just carry that over because... It takes a long time. It does. Oh, you're right. Because like, and even like, let's, let's talk about another franchise, like in the, between Dragon Ages. Yeah. In the second one, which is the worst one, Dragon Age 2, I had a person who looked just like me. It was amazing. It was like uncanny. Ben would walk in the room and be like, what the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> but like each one of the Dragon Age games had a different tool for creating your character. So I could never recreate it. That sucks. Yeah. Even games in the same series can't maintain that. And uh, I, I understand technically why it can't happen, but it is really annoying to, like, if you care about how your character looks, you can easily spend an hour or two just messing with their face. Oh, yeah. I, some of my colleagues spent many hours. And, they, you know, some of them <laughs> got pretty close. So, you know, kudos to them. They had the... But you know what? The guy who spent the longest time making his character actually hasn't played the game yet. All he has done <laughs> is make a character. It, it kind of hits on that thing that Nintendo hit on with the Mii, which was like a much simplified version. But like people spent hours making Miis. That was a game to them. That's all they needed. Like I'm going to make a Mii and that's funny. And I'm going to try to make celebrities and that could go on. And I saw that a lot of people are doing that with Fallout too, because it's got this really deep sort of adjust the septum width of your nose sort of level <laughs> yes, of detail. Totally. Um, I got really excited to see that someone made a Kappa, but then it was a Photoshop. But yeah, people have done some really cool stuff i think i saw brad pitt that was pretty convincing i was like whoa my main inclination when i got in was like i'm gonna customize me and i'm gonna customize my wife to look like my real wife Aww. like and i'm really glad i didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah because that would have been horrifying right yeah perhaps this isn't a spoiler because it happens in the first 10 minutes of gameplay your wife gets shot in the head right away <laughs> your spouse whoever your spouse, it is yes but uh, here's my reason. question so you were playing as a woman right yes sir was your husband holding the baby? He was indeed. Interesting. Why? Why Why wouldn't he hold the baby, Chris? Oh, there's no reason that that he wouldn't. It's just, um, I guess they just swap what the characters are doing entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're putting somebody into some sort of cryo thingy, don't you feel like the baby is going to have different vitals that you have to maintain and it shouldn't be in the same one with a grown adult male? Absolutely. And, and that bug, bugged me. Um. The, not that we knew that we were going into cryo chambers, right? Sure. Like, that was kind of like they were herding us in like sheep. And they're like, don't worry, don't worry. This is just to check your vitals and make sure you're healthy. And then you're frozen for 200 years. Yes. I was really angry, actually. The second I got out, I was like, 
screw this world. I'm going to kill everyone, burn everything, and just blow it up because I'm very angry. See, I like that. That's your reaction. Um, you know, because I'm such a big Fallout fan, everybody wants to come to me with their uh, criticisms of Fallout. And everybody so far who has a criticism of the introduction is like, hey, why am I killing fools? I just want to find my son. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, but people came in, stole your frozen son from your wife's arms, shot her in the head. and That didn't make them angry? Oh, my God. No, and then they're like, well, what? I mean, how am I coping with the fact that I've been frozen all this time? Isn't there some sort of issue here, like some cognitive dissonance arising from this revelation? And it's like my answer, which is will be different from yours. I wasn't angry. All I wanted to do was play Fallout and like <laughs> just just get me past this to the part where I'm playing Fallout. And that happens pretty quick, right? Yeah. And then again, that is another criticism people have that it's like, I don't know, you know, what all this shit is, who these people are, what's going on. Here's my theory. In Fallout 3, and you played 30 hours, so you know, the intro segment where you're a kid, you're growing up and you go through special and you take the goat and you learn about perks and skills, etc., Yeah. That takes a long time. It really does. Yes. And people hated it. They're like, oh, my God, when do I get to the part where I'm shooting fools? This is weird. And so maybe it was an overcorrection. But in Fallout 4, they're like, "Okay, let's just get you to the Fallout part. My position is most people played Fallout 3 or are aware of it. And Bethesda did a whole shit ton of pre-promotion with like Fallout Shelter and um, all those special videos they did, the little shorts that educate you. So they relied heavily on their marketing to give you this background and what the game's all about so that you could just get in there and play. Yes. So that's my perspective. I, I think that's fair. You know, the, the, the third game, I thought that it was a really cute way to get people into it, but it did take forever. Um, it was it was adorable, but it took forever. Yeah. The, I mean, the one thing it did was, like, there was a life of vault dwellers. And in this vault, there is no life. <laughs> like, it's just, like, scientists shanghaied these people into being frozen, and they were instructed to just watch them be frozen. Um, and then terrible things happen, and you get out. Sidebar, I love that you said shanghaied. I don't feel like anybody says that anymore. <laughs> that's such a great phrase. But it, I guess, like, people are like, oh, that's, like, racist or something or not right? xenophobic. But no, it's such, a, it's such a great phrase. But the thing about vaults is all the vaults are different, right? They Apparently. are all different experiments. So there was no vault life in the cryo vault in 111. And uh, 101 had a very different one. And, I mean... There's no way to give you insight into any vault. Like, what if you were in, uh, what was that vault? 108, the Gary Vault. Can you imagine your introduction coming up in the Gary Vault? Do you know about the Gary Vault? I have no idea. Okay, in Fallout 3, there's a vault called 108, and everyone in it is a clone of a guy named Gary. Oh. <laughs> and everybody in it um, can only say Gary, and they are it's mad. It's like a Hodor situation going Indeed, on. Indeed, but they want to kill you. They're not like a gentle giant kind of situation. They actually want to hurt you. And they're like, Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary. And then they like, hit you with bats and stuff like that. Wow. So, yeah, there's no universal vault life story, right? Right. So, yeah. I'm not so they're sure all different. they could be. Yeah. And that's that's interesting. I mean, that, that's part of the lore that I didn't really 
get, I guess. But I know it's very different than what I experienced in Fallout 3 so far, so yeah, I mean, it's cool. The one thing actually I'm let down about in the game, and perhaps this changes, but so far, there's not a lot of Boston accent going on. And okay. <laughs> for a game that takes place in Boston, I want to hear some thick Boston people. So where are you? Like, what cities have you gotten to yet? I've really only gone to Concord. Okay, yeah, those guys are not going to have an accent, but wait till you get to Diamond City. Yes! Oh, it's coming. That's all I need to know. Yes. I mean, I don't know if they're very accurate. I've never been to Boston. And at times I'm like, who are these people? But um, yeah, you'll you'll experience some accents. Cool. Yeah. And having been to Boston, I thought it was pretty funny. Like the robot in the beginning is like, it seems the further south you go, the more dangerous it gets. Is that true? Sort of an inside Boston joke. (laughs) Why? What's wrong with South Boston? See, I'm not a native of Boston, but I know that Southies in Boston are kind of considered the way that uh, people in Britain think of, um, uh, what's the really terrible accent called? Cockney. Cockney, yeah, it's like Cockney. Uh, Cockney is to Britain as Southies are to Boston, you know? Interesting. And I've heard that phrase, Southie. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah, (laughs) you'll find some accents. They're um, more among the... um, non-killable NPCs. I guess everybody's killable. But, like, not the raiders or anything, but, like, human beings, etc. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, but diving in, like, I, I was actually really taken with uh, the environments in Fallout 4 are great. They're so oh, much Ray. better than Fallout 3. Like, this feels like a generational leap, jumping into this world, because everything is designed. It feels like artists toiled and broke their fingers making this environment. Uh, it's great. I'm so happy you say that, because... That is, like, again, a major criticism people have about this game. That was just like, oh, it doesn't look next-gen. It just looks like Fallout 3. And I couldn't disagree more. I mean, it definitely looks like a vast improvement. Am I right? Yeah, and I'm playing I'm playing this on PC. I usually, like, before I start a game, I like to go in and look at the advanced settings and maybe tweak a couple just because I like to get my hands dirty. But I, didn't even, I let the game choose it this time. And I was like, I'm just going to dive in. And it looks great at the default settings, whatever they set them at. Like, there's no screen tearing, it's running at 60 frames per second, and the environments look great. The he- the, the people look kind of sh- kind of crappy. <laughs> so, and this is another thing that everyone, again, people come to me with all of their criticisms. Here's the thing for me. You know, I wanted to play more Fallout. Right. If they had vastly changed what people look like, it kind of would have been jarring to me, honestly. Right. I spent hundreds of hours in Fallout 3. I know what a Fallout person looks like. That, to me, is the look of the game. Right? Oh, so this is like a, a signature of the series for you, like wooden people. Yes. I mean, that's just what it looks like. I mean, I think that if they, if they suddenly, you know, hey, hey, Nintendo, you know, we're, we've got advanced graphical nonsense, Huey. We need a photorealistic Mario. Yeah. Because be that's where we are right now. We don't need none of this hoo-ha. Who needs <laughs> art direction? I need scales and pores. I mean, we've 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 come so far in graphical technology. <laughs> come along with us, Nintendo. And to me, it's just the stamp of just like the world has, you know, fancy lad snack cakes and all these different snacks and the, the graphics you see associated with the advertisements. I think that the faces, to me, are a signature uh, mark of Fallout. Interesting. Yeah, but again, I'm you're not going to get um, an objective opinion out of me. I really like the Fallout. I love that you just said objective opinion. 
be, Chris. <laughs> it's just mm. one of them contradictions. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I'm. It's one of them. What is that called? Thingy, my bobber. Like ju- jumbo shrimp. Oxymorons. Yes. Oxymoron. Yes. An objective perspective. Nope. I, no I, one I can have that. No. I don't think that's a thing. No. <laughs> But I have no problem with the people. Like, it's it's obviously not the focus of the game, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm going through, I'm like, the focus of this is the the environments and the the design. Really, the design's great. Like, they're really harping on that kind of um, you know 1950s sort of a love love affair with those smooth curves, and mm-hmm. oh, it looks great. Uh, all of the typography, I loved like coming upon the red rocket. Uh, car repair place looked awesome and i love that i was like this is my base now (laughs) yay i i my base is sanctuary just because there's more room but yes it is a beautifully um rendered world and i I, one thing that i really enjoy about it versus fallout 3 is like there's more color oh so much more color yeah like you go to that red rocket place and it's like oh it's red one thing one place i got stuck in fallout 3 was um there's this like this section where you're supposed to be going to a school and uh, it's filled with raiders and blah, blah, blah. And you're supposed to... I don't even know what you're supposed to do. But I just kept on going through more and more rooms that seemed the same. And it seemed larger than any school had any right to be. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going deeper, deeper into rooms that looked the same, into dressers that looked the same. And the same stuff was coming out of them. And that was like, after an hour, I was like, why am I exploring this school for an hour? It's uh, it's really boring. It's not like... I feel like it's a market improvement with Fallout 4. Absolutely. Everything... Everything is not the same. Even like, you know, the house, I guess, in Sanctuary, the neighborhood where you start, each of those dilapidated houses is different and unique and has different furnishings in it. And that was awesome to see. Yeah, I I think I was remarking to a a totally disinterested Ben when I was like going through some building. I'm like, wow, whoever designed this is just a genius because it, it felt as though you had total, total agency in where you were going next. And, and to me, it's like, oh, this this house or whatever building I was in is so complex and infinite. I don't know how I'm ever going to get through it all. But it leads you on a path so that you don't necessarily miss anything major. Yeah. And it's like some genius designed this. He is a god. Praise him. One of my pet peeves with games like this oftentimes is the way that quests and missions are handled where it's just this giant checklist that grows and then you have interweaving quests and mm-hmm. you don't know which one you're doing because there's eight of them active at any given time and I, I fallout's doing this but it's doing it in a more organic sort of it, it's it's not really in your face and you know the, the objectives aren't all there listed to the left at all times i guess mm-hmm. and that is nice like and that's something that got me with even shadow of mordor it got me with the witcher all those games it's just like here's this list do this thing um, but with this, I'm just talking to people and keeping it in my brain, you know? I don't have to keep a list of where I'm going. I'm like, oh, I know what I want to do next because I talked to this dude and I kind of want to do that. And this guy talked about something else and I'm not that interested in it, so I'm not going to do it right now. You know, yeah. I'm just kind of – I'm not even looking at the quest log. I'm just going through. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of Fallout and just – they just want you to be in this world or at least for me. It's like I just want to be in this world. Yeah, I've got this sort of laundry list of quests. Maybe my son is out there. You know that's not going to appeal to me in particular. But um, I just wander around. I, you know, build a relationship with whatever companion I've got on tap right now. It, it's awesome. It's the best, Chris. <laughs> so good. It definitely seems like a game where you get lost in. Um, and I think one of the contentious things that I've been hearing is people um, kind of complaining about the inventory 
and uh, the crafting, mm. which does, it can play a very big role. Like, one of the first things you're introduced to is, like, here's a crafting desk. Well, here are the five types of crafting desks, <laughs> at least that I've discovered so there far. There are many, yes. Uh, but I I've, haven't been annoyed by that so far um, either because it does it in kind of a inobtrusive way where it ha- it's a magical box where you store all of your crap. And the magical box exists at every single workbench in the world, right? No. No. At first. Oh. So so it, it the workbench is for each settlement. So if you have five of those crafting stations there, like a chem station, an armor, etc., all of the stuff that you've stored in your workbench is also stored at those stations. Okay, yes. But you go to, say, another settlement. I won't name any. Um, <laughs> you have to do it all over again. You have to dump junk there. But later, if you go down the charisma line, you can unlock a perk called Local Leader. And you can send people from settlements to do trades with other settlements. Okay. And so it sort of links those workshops with these actual people who have to walk back and forth. <laughs> that, that gets a lot more complicated. It's really, but see, again, people criticize this and hearing me, a fallout apologist, I'm like, well, it's the fucking wasteland, right? How are how else are you going to get shit places? There right. are fucking raiders everywhere. You, you got to like load up a Brahmin with all your shit and make it go places. But no, it is not all over the world. It is only for those settlements. Okay, so it's only somewhat magical box. Now, here's my question. It, is it shared between Sanctuary and uh, Red Rocket? Indeed. Are those considered the same? It is not. Those are independent settlements. Oh, so I actually have two stashes now. I need to go do that. Yes. And just um, can I just a word to the wise, if you found pre-war money and you've been junking it like into your workshop, don't mm-hmm. grab it because you can sell it for caps at okay. a much better exchange rate. And honestly, you do not need that much cloth. <laughs> really? What are you going to what are you building? What are you like rugs all the time? Well, right, right now I'm trying to build five beds for the people in sanctuary and uh, I need cloth. OK. OK. Well, then use your pre-war money. But <laughs> I have, I think eight settlements right now and i have all of their defense at 80 and higher so i'm just like really like i've focused most of my hours on building settlements and just to explain this a little bit for people um who haven't played the game Mm. everything in the world can be picked up it seems like you you walk into a room and there's a globe or there's a baby (laughs) bottle or there's broken glass you pick it up you pick it all up and all of that stuff can be broken down to its component pieces and crafted uh into settlement pieces like you can build houses in this game and you can it's kind of like the sims it's fallout the sims it is and it's like that's something i kind of been hoping for my whole life again i just i want to live in the world of fallout and here i am living in the world of fallout you guys (laughs) And another thing that's new to this game uh is that there is a dog that follows you around and is kind of wants to be your best friend right yeah, he, you know, he's buds. You know, as uh, what's-her-face, that hippie lady says, dog meets his own man. So, <laughs> you know, he does So what here's he wants. what's bothering me so far in the crafting system. I could not find a way to make a dog bed. And I really want to make a bed for my dog or a dog house or something nice for the dog, but I can't do that. You it, can make a dog house. Excellent. Yes. Good. So I, th- I, I mean, I want to give this dog somewhere. To, I, I made this bed and I made this shelter. I'm like, the dog is just sitting out there on naked mole rat corpses. Okay. Well, go back to Sanctuary, actually, because there are a few dog houses just there. Okay. And yeah. the dog will go in them? 
if you send him to Sanctuary, he will hang out there. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. But I use Sanctuary as my hub, but you can always build, you can build a doghouse for sure. Fast travel. That's the magic for everything, right? Like, no matter what, you can fast travel to a city. Yes. If you've been there before, you have to have discovered it first and then you can fast travel. Yes. Absolutely. (sighs) Oh, we're talking about it now and all I do want to do is play. But (laughs) yeah, I kind of want to get back to it myself. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're enjoying it because there's so few games I feel like you you and I are aligned on. Yeah, we usually don't like the same games. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, I, I'm not very far into this. I've played it. Let's see what Steam says. It says I played three hours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I'm a baby, right? A baby. Yes, totally. But I'm glad that you were enjoying those three hours because, I again, I feel like the non-Fallout fanboys, girls, um, have been bringing me all their complaints. And I, I'm just happy to hear somebody who's fairly new to the franchise and who's enjoying it. That's terrific. Good yeah. for you, Chris. You're great. <laughs> I'm really glad to to in- explore a new world and a game that doesn't beat me over the head with like a character. <laughs> like Ugh. um this is what I really liked about Soma, the, which we talked about last time or oh, two yes. times ago. Oh, like what about all these things your character must be going through? It doesn't state them explicitly because you the character are thinking about it. You are the player and you go through it. Like your character in Fallout 4 doesn't go on and on about like oh the world has changed because you already know it and you're you can experience that at your own pace. I love this. I love this. Yeah, follow this thread. So here's another criticism lobbed at me. Why is he, why are you, Chris, doing things that aren't finding your son? Okay. <laughs> Address it. Tell me. Well, I mean, you can. If You why, you don't have to do anything in this game, it seems. Like, you yeah. could just follow the thread of your son and follow that to its log- logical conclusion, I assume. Like, if you wanted to, you could just go balls out straight down that path. It's not like you have a lot to go on in the beginning. You don't know anything about these people, so you kind of have to learn more. And that's what I'm doing now. Exactly. You don't go sort of like, you emerge from a vault... And they're like, I got to find my son. What are you doing? Are you like bringing out the magnifying glass and looking at footprints on the ground? It's Boston. It's a whole town devastated by nuclear war. (laughs) You don't know how long it's been since they actually took your son. You're going to have to do some legwork. Totally. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure that this becomes a plot point at some point, but I have no idea how long it was between my son being stolen and me awakening. Hmm. At mm. all. So, like, maybe my son is a grown-up. Maybe my son is lived a long life and is already dead. Or maybe my son is still a baby. I have no idea. Yay! And those those are fun possibilities, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They're, I and, mean, not maybe fun if you really care about your son. <laughs> but, I mean, they're interesting ones. Yes. So, you gotta, yeah, you gotta do the legwork, yo. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've never really considered that. Because the game is so open-ended, uh, I can do whatever I want. So, the character isn't acting in an uncharacteristic way ever because he's doing what i want like if he talked more if he was like nathan drake and like giving witty quips and like saying oh we got to go to this i would hate this game but (laughs) it's so much more open it's not even the witcher (sighs) geralt geralt how do you pronounce this geralt geralt (laughs) i hate his face and we've gone over this in depth but everything he says sounds stupid and i wish he would stop talking Ah, he's the worst. Yes, and it forces you to have that guy's mindset. You can't really play as yourself because at every turn you're sort of confronted with steak fuck and his yes. stupid desires for chicks. <laughs> and and yeah, this is me playing the game. This is me. And like, I think true to myself, I don't really give a fuck about my son, honestly. Right. I barely knew him. He was just some blob. So I got shit to do. 
I got to build sanctuary. I got to build out these settlements, man. Build your little Minecraft empire. Indeed. Oh, it's the best. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. I like. I spend hours, literal hours. This is why Ben can't watch me play. I just sit there like, hmm, I want to buy this clove. I want to buy this telephone. I want to like buying individual items for the component parts yes. so that I can build like a turret at Sanctuary or a turret at Settlement X. Oh, it's the best. Just the I've best. enjoyed um, how the, I guess, dungeons, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. are well designed in that they are short and just the right length so far. Like, when you get to Concord, um, there's these non-raiders holed up in this this museum, and they're like, hey, come help us. And it doesn't make sense that they see you as, a, as a, uh, an, ally an ally immediately and let you in. But that doesn't matter, because I'm like, it's a video game, whatever. So you roll in, you kill a couple dudes, you go up three floors, and then you're there. And then they're like, oh, man, there's this power armor. It's on the roof, but we don't have power to power it. And then there's this this turret. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be some massive overlong fetch quest where I have to get all these components and put them together. But no, I step up the stairs. There's power armor. <laughs> I jump in it. I'm like, awesome. I had a battery. And then I pick up this Gatling gun and I'm just shooting dudes immediately. And I'm yep. like, yes, yes. <laughs> So I, I just, again, I want to bring up one of the criticisms because I'm with you, Chris. Honestly, yes, yes, it's amazing. It, it's like, uh, here's the fusion core. Here's a power armor. Here's your minigun. Fuck shit up. Amazing. Yes. Thank you. And then everyone's like, why am I killing dudes all of a sudden? I need to find my son. I went and like in my case, I wasn't in the military. I believe the husband was in the military. Okay. I'm just some housewife, possibly, with a law degree. It's confusing. I was looking at the house. Anywho, <laughs> um, and now I'm killing people. I am, like, straight up murdering them. But here's my perspective on that. I saw some guy take my baby and shoot my husband. And then I get out, and I read these terminals, and the world has changed, and it's fucked up. Then I get out, and, like, the world is devastated, some seemingly nice people are up in a, like a, whatever, a church. And dudes with mohawks and leather spiked armor are running at me with guns. Yes, I'm going to defend myself. They seem like bad guys. Also, yeah. if you look at them in vats, they have names like Raider Scumbag. I feel <laughs> like there are enough clues here for me to know that it's okay to kill these dudes. And here's the thing, if you wanted to roleplay that you were a, a, a non-combat ready housewife who didn't want any part of that, you could have walked away. Indeed. You could have just There's nothing like, preventing you from just going off and trying to find your son somewhere else. Yeah. And there are even perks later where, on the charisma line again, where if you point your gun at somebody and then put it away, you can try to sort of diffuse the situation. Hmm. Yeah. So. Now, one thing that has been really confusing to me is the progression system and the leveling. Like, I don't understand it at all <laughs> because it, it it opens up um, this screen where there's your, your baseline, like, seven or eight, like, attributes, right? Mm -hmm. Your stats. Mm -hmm. Below that is this huge set of leveled stats, and um, they, they stem off of one another. But at the top, each one of them says, you get one point for free. And I don't know why it says that because it doesn't seem to be giving me a point. I don't I don't get that. Yeah. It, it, so I would this is a criticism I have like for a long time and I've played Fallout and I played Fallout Shelter and I've done that, you know, with some success. This it's not a tree is the thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a skills tree. And that was really confusing to me. You don't necessarily have to max out the top lo level. You can right. go down and pick different perks and start putting points towards them. 
so my experience is you only get, it says you get one point for free when you have earned a point to apply. Okay, you get a point for free when you earn a, it's, it's not free. It's confusing <laughs> to me too. And I'm like, where's my free point? Yeah, that's what um, I, I was trying to add the free point, And then it was like, press like your right bumper to see the next level. And then just add it like three stars to it. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that was really confusing. And I'm wondering if like, if you're in that top leather level, which is just your special, it's adding a point to your overall special. But then if you go down, it adds a point to a perk. Yes. It's, which it's doesn't confusing. reflect on your special. It's just, it, yeah, it's a little bit tough. And especially the the way they formatted it, it does seem as though there's a progression there, or at least to me. And I was like, what's happening? Whereas yeah. in Fallout 3, it was all in your Pip-Boy, and it, like you could just sort of side-scroll between right. all the different perks. Or It's interesting they out. jumped out of the Pip-Boy because they seem committed to that bit there because the Pip-Boy does so much stuff, and the interface, while clunky, makes sense that it's clunky because it's this giant clunky thing on your wrist. Yeah. It exactly. should be that way. Yeah, wait, now this is like in my head. Where does that perk chart exist exactly? You have to, once you go into Pip-Boy, it's like press the... Uh, well, yes, the you y press button? Y, but where, but where does it exist in the world? Oh, in your head, I guess. I guess is the but only place. It's like a poster. Right. Huh? Where? Ooh. Yeah, it breaks the... Me everything else in the game is like a perfect metaphor for something real. And yeah. that kind of breaks out of it. Yeah, hmm, this is like gonna live inside my head now. Very <laughs> bothersome to me. It's like, what, what, where is that? Yeah. Because it would be different. Like, I have a, a little thing in my house and sanctuary where I can put all my bobbleheads, like a little bobblehead desk. Yeah, so you could build one of those. Yeah, and uh, you know, it would be great if there were a perks chart and I could look at my perks. That would make That'd sense cool. to me. You'd be like, see how much I've grown. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it is exactly that. Huh. Oh, fuck, Chris. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, part of the UI is not great. Hmm. Uh, yeah, just the one thing. <laughs> yeah, but, well, there, there are other issues with yeah. the UI, but, like, the thing is, it, you're exploring a world, and it's an interesting world, and I'm down with that. Yes. I'm playing the game kind of as a straight shooter. I didn't even realize Vats was a thing. The game never tells you about it, yet, at least. Like, I was just shooting dudes. I'm like, oh, I guess it doesn't have that weird computery thing from Fallout 3. And then one time I accidentally hit the left bumper and it came up. I was like, oh, it's it's there. Uh, but I, think, I haven't I had to. I think it did tell you, actually. Maybe Sorry. I breezed past that. Yeah, it was when you were playing with rat. We were in the vault still. There's rad roaches. Yes. Yes. It Mine was you. just like, press this button to punch a dude. And I just punched the roaches <laughs> to death. <laughs> well, and then you can hold... Um, hold right bumper to really mega hit them and stuff yes. like that yes yeah so it's in that sequence i remember seeing it then because i okay. you know it's been so long since i played fallout i was like how do i activate vats and i kept pressing right bumper and like throwing molotovs at people i kind of wanted to get out there as quickly as possible because my dude sounded really cold <laughs> like... he did sound cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true He's like shivering and breathing hard. And I was like, oh, God, I got to get got to get him a towel. I know or something. God, or like some stim packs, etc. Uh, one thing that broke it for me was um, how, I, I find a Pip-Boy. How do I know to put it on my wrist? Oh, it was on the skeleton's wrist. So we put it on yours. Oh, but what if that was what killed him? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then I was like, huh, how did I know to do that? Okay, here I go. So, yeah, that was a little bit of like a, a leap there for me. Well, I thought that um, that, that that kind of wearable technology had been in place um, before the time skip. 
Uh, possibly, but I mean, because they're showing you that that movie in the beginning, and they're like, "Look at this giant wrist computer this dude's making," and it was talking about the advances. I mean, I think that was just like an early model that existed prior to the war. Ah. So I think like I think your character's familiar with that technology existing. See, like I feel like your character, the male guy, having mm-hmm. been in the military, absolutely. But if I'm some homemaker, eh? yeah. Well, she really, she must have done something other than making a home because there's nothing else to do. The robot did everything. It's true. You're right. Well, I did have that law degree or was that him? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Honestly, like all of these little plot holes, it's like, this is me now. I'm in this world. Yeah. Whoever I was before, she died 200 years ago. <laughs> and from the from the cryo vault emerged Marie. And I love, oh my God, I love that Codsworth can say my name. Yeah. How does it do that? Um, Did they just like record him saying like 500 different names, common names? There's actually a list of the names that he will say um, on on the internets. They have that. And like some of them are like Furiosa and Fuckface (laughs) and Fuck. (laughs) No way. And Fart. Yeah. There's this like... (laughs) And the thing is like my friend Annie who is like really hardcore for Fallout... She's like, oh, yay, the list came out. They'll say Marie. They won't say Annie, but they'll say fuckface. <laughs> oh, will they say Turd Ferguson? I, I wonder. I, I wonder. <laughs> you should look it up. Do you, are you named Chris in your game? I am. And yeah. I was very surprised when he said it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Isn't it the best? I love it's it. It's cool. And, he also, and Kazu's like, Miss Marie. And like for the longest time, I had him as my companion just because I liked him saying Miss Marie. It's so sweet. It's so cute. Yeah. Because nobody else does it, but just Codsworth. I kind of don't want to have companions because I know they'll get shot in the head and I don't want them to die. They won't die. Okay. So um, not not even dog meat. Um, what'll happen if they get very, very injured is they'll, it's like, well, if they're human, they'll be paralyzed. If they're Codsworth, they'll just sort of crumple up. You'll hear, the, the it is disturbing to hear dog meat crying. I will say yes. that. Because I have a dog. I've had many, a couple of dogs. It sucks. It's a real dog crying. Um, so I mean, I don't usually take dog meat with me, and he can't carry much anyway. He's a dog, um, but you you can just stim pack them, and they'll never die. I'm coming to realize this game is a lot like Fall. Um, God, it's it's a lot like Skyrim. <laughs> it is. I mean, it really is. I mean, the, even the music, like sometimes in loading screens, I'm like, that sounds like Skyrim. And Skyrim was cool, but um, you know, it didn't grab me. And I think it's a lot of that's because I'm more. At heart, I'm a sci-fi nerd more than a fantasy nerd. Word. And uh, the sci-fi elements of this are kind of just like, look at this world. It's Boston. It's messed up. And, uh, you know, the 50s happened and it never not happened. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so cool. (laughs) I mean, I like Skyrim. (laughs) Basically, Bethesda could uh, shit in a box and I buy it. Um, But I love Skyrim and I love this. But I, I do see the overlap. And I feel like that's great. Learn things from, you know, the Elder Scrolls series because you've put a lot of time into, you know, several releases of that and then make Fallout better. So, yay. Yay for you. Like, there was, like, you could build, like, homesteads in Skyrim in one of the DLCs. And I can definitely see that influence here. Totally. Yeah. Oh, so good. God damn it. It's nice to be, like, playing a game like that where I'm drawn into it more because Skyrim, Skyrim was huge and had tons of lore and tons to read and tons of people, but I didn't care about any of them. Like, literally none of them. Um, none of them struck me. And I, I kind of was just going through it because the world's so big and, and, and inter- interesting. And it was cool to combine your um, your abilities, I guess. It was like, I can shoot ice out of this hand and fire out of that hand and then shout. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
But beyond that, like, I wasn't really invested in the lore or the world. But Fallout, I'm, I'm into this. Yeah. Totally. I, it's, it's, yeah. It's like two flavors on a great game, right? You have your, your fantasy bullshit and your sci-fi stuff. Yay. I, I feel I mean, like I'm not very no... interesting because I, all I can do is like, yes. <laughs> it's, it's no under the sea aquarium, you know, of Soma or Bioshock, but it's close. You know, it's good. Yeah. We've got those <laughs> games already yeah so it's like if 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 bethesda made an undersea aquarium and i think that would appeal highly to you fishman oh my god if there was an open world sort of under the sea underwater city game i'd be so into that i mean maybe you should write a nice letter to bethesda (laughs) and be like look the sea is big (laughs) that's it that's all you have to say that'd be so cool and you just oh have lots of windows, lots of ports, and lots of deep sea creatures. I want deep sea creatures. You. And basically have some DLC where you get swallowed by Monster of the Whale and live in Geppetto's ship. I'd be into that. That'd be fucking amazing. Oh, dude, that's cool. Okay, I, I want to fund your game. Please put up a Kickstarter. <laughs> this sounds amazing. You know, I went back recently and watched those clips in Pinocchio, and Pinocchio had some awesome designs in that section like the fact that he got swallowed by a whale and was living inside the whale on that house ship was so cool <laughs> i remember that but I, it's been a long time i you know when you talk about living inside a whale what i immediately think of is like king's quest do you ah. remember this there was a king i didn't quest. play that particular game i don't think there was king's quest four or three i think it's king's quest four and you get you swim out into the ocean and you get swallowed by a whale and you have to tickle its uvula and you have to actually type <laughs> uvula Nice. And it's like, oh, and then he sneezes you. So Yeah, my, my wife played all those games. Um, I only played a handful of them because I didn't, at that time, I didn't have a PC that could handle it. Aww. They're so You did? Fun. Wow, you were a PC gamer when you were a kid, apparently. When I was a kid. And then, like, you know, of course, working where I work, people are like, ooh, PC, uh, Gamer Master Race. Um, <laughs> and they talk about World of Warcraft and stuff like that. And I tapped out on the Warcraft series at um, Orcs versus Humans. Yes. And I, I'm, you know, just sort of considering it because people really are like talk about their youths and, you know, Warcraft. And it's like, oh, I think that's about the time I discovered sex. Oh. And I was like, oh, I could be doing this instead. See, for of- me, it's the opposite because I discovered, you know, I, I found Starcraft. and I was like, why would I do anything but this? <laughs> Interesting. Oh, OK. Well, priorities are different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, so wait, was that the last real time strategy game you played? The first Warcraft? Um, yeah. Well, wow. no, I mean, I really... played other things. I played, um, you know, since then, but in the oh, PC, well, in the PC days. What have you played since then? Um, name some real-time strategy games. Um, Warcraft, Starcraft, Command and Conquer. Um, mm, I played, none of those. I, I played Command and Conquer once when I was in college. Well, that's it. But I was like, eh, this isn't for me. You know, I'd sort of be interested to see if you played a, like, modern Blizzard real-time strategy. What a Blizzard game? I haven't played, for sure. I tried to play Hearthstone. That is just a level of nerd that I can't get down well, with. Yeah, that's a card game. Yeah. CCGs have never appealed to me. It's like, why am I looking at cards on a screen <laughs> um, when I can look at cards in real life and or shoot people on a screen? Right. So, you know, it's just, you know, different, different strokes for different folks. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but I think you might be into it because th- there were a lot of improvements in Warcraft 2 over Warcraft 1. Like, Warcraft 1, you couldn't build, like, there were roads that existed, and you could not build something that was not on one of those roads. 
It was really limited in what you could do, and uh, Warcraft 2 changed everything, and since then, everything's just kind of been an extension off of Warcraft 2, and that includes Starcraft, that includes everything. Um, Interesting. It's a lot better, it's a lot more fun. And I, what I've been also been playing, um, which you dragged me away from, has been uh, Starcraft Legacy of the Void. Oh. Uh, I've been playing through the campaign there, and that's all, you know, story-driven, here are some things to beat, and it's really fun, it's really fun, and you might actually like this sort of game. Well, you know, I think I've played some real-time strategy games on console that were very low, like low marketed hits, not not hits at all. Sorry. Okay. Um, like, do you remember? I think it was called Goblin Commander. I've never heard of that one. Um, you, it's again, it reminded me of Orcs versus Humans, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm a, I'm a Goblin Commander, and I set up my forts and I attack another fort, or I am attacked by another fort, endlessly. <laughs> it was on Xbox, the original Xbox. Okay. Yeah, so I played that. Does that count? I don't know, because I'd have to see that game. Okay. I know that it is, a, it is a genre where I can say without bias in my heart that it really is a PC genre. Mm, mm. Like, you need a mouse and a keyboard, really, because it's about clicking around places. And because it's real time, it matters. It's not like, like Civ. I think you can do Civ pretty well on a console. Like, Civ Rev was awesome. Oh, it was the best. I loved it. Like... That I, I actually like the console version better than the PC version of that. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. Like Civ, like five that was the last Civ I played is so like it took forever. Oh my god, yeah. Civ Rev was nice and snackable, as they say in the advertising world. Is really it was. good. Yeah, and the, it controlled great, and because it was turn based, you could do everything, and it, it was great. Yeah. Um, but a real time strategy game, I would say you need a mouse. Um. You, and there are games that have tried to pull it off to varying degrees, but, like, you're just not going to get that same feel. Yeah. Mm, someday. Someday I'll have a PC and I will understand you. Well, and but you can also play these games on your Mac just the same. Oh, Every Blizzard right. game is on Mac. That's true. But I, here's my setup, though. I have a MacBook Air at home, which I play on my lap with um, a touchpad. Yes, and that probably wouldn't fly um, as nearly as well. Like, you'd need at least a USB mouse. Yeah. I mean, I play... And you don't want to do that on your lap. No, I play Minecraft, you know, with a touchpad. So... It, that doesn't drive you nuts? I, you know, my hands get tired. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but then one time I played it with a mouse and I was like, oh, this is a revelation. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Uh, I so, can build so much faster. Oh, my God. Combat works now. Yeah. I like, know. <laughs> My arms aren't tired either. Wow, it's fucking amazing. Yes. But let's get back to Fallout. God damn it, Chris. Fallout. <laughs> well, Fallout's good. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to exploring it more. And I'm, I'm really excited that I liked it. Because, I, you so know, going excited. into it, I was like, it's going to be one of those games where I'm kind of like, eh. And it's too much of a time commitment if it doesn't grab me, you know? I'm so but excited for you, it Chris. It sort of did grab me. I feel like our relationship um, has reached a new level. <laughs> Like, well, I just, like, maybe you're a little bit closer to understanding me, Chris. Maybe I am. Oh. And I, the more I get to know the wasteland, the more I get to know the depths of your soul. Oh, exactly. My soul is a wasteland, a vast, uh, irradiated wasteland full of mutants and horrors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get comfortable. Build a, build, a, build a settlement in there. Come I'll on. try to build a roof that doesn't have too many holes in it. Uh, well, you're going to need those holes, honestly, because electricity i won't get into it um <laughs> but yeah i mean you're not here's a, one thing that does bother me it's like is there nobody left who knows how to like build a wall <laughs> <laughs> just, bricks aren't that hard guys come on i know it's just like they were doing it in like ancient whatever right pick a 
pre-Columbian era anything over here. Bricks. We had them. Ancient Egypt. Yeah. Bricks. Everybody. It is fascinating that everyone's using the remnants of a culture that died 200 years ago and nobody has done anything new at all. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, not nobody. Let's not. Okay. Okay. No well, I'll get there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 folks. But if you're just some pleb out in the field, I mean, you're if you have boards that are already made, are you gonna go fell a tree, what an irradiated, dried out fucking tree? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like bricks. You could make bricks. Uh, what do you need? Like clay, hay, right? <laughs> Sand. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You'd figure it out. I know. I, I, you find a book. There's still books in this world. There's exactly. still probably people. There's people involved who probably knew how to build things. Like engineers know stuff. Come on. Word. They know. I mean, they're, they're engineers keeping vaults going to this day. Come on, you guys. Why can't we build one new thing? <laughs> you know, one game I really want to touch on real quick because I just finished it this week after years. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was XCOM? The um, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Did you play that game? <laughs> I did. I played it a little. And one time Ben was watching me. And this is like one of the hottest things he's ever said. He's like, turn-based strategy games suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, turn-based in general sucks. And I was like, you you know so much. And so then, you guys just ripped off your clothes and you never played XCOM exactly, again. Exactly, again. It was like, that was it. That was it. He's, oh, man, you're missing... Uh, I love turn-based strategy games. And see, you played Civ Rev, though. That's totally turn-based strategy. I should bring that up to Ben, but I don't know if that'll, you know, get with the making out. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was what was alarming to me is I invested so much into these dudes, and then they'd die. <laughs> and then I'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you. Well, they died you. because of you. No, <laughs> because this is unfair. Those aliens did not have that shot. That's bullshit. I should have won. Cool. I don't know. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. The thing is, it's been off and on because I've had so many other games to play. My wife, though, she loved XCOM. She played through it at least two or three times. Wow. Um, really, like, getting into, like, the various upgrades and perks and, like, the... The combinations you can do. So she played the hell out of it. Um, and so I felt I owed it to the game to finish it because I was really close to the end. And I did. And I liked it a lot. And now, um, you know, th there's a sequel coming out. Like a super new one. Oh, why? Is it going to be fun? <laughs> I hope so. I hope it doesn't suck. It, it's apparently um, taking a left turn in that the aliens won. And now you are fighting as Earth's resistance to try to take Earth back instead of, like, fighting off invasions. You kind of are the invader. Oh, that's interesting. It's always oh, an insurgency, as they say. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> huh. Uh, so, so that's coming, I think, next year. Um, and maybe by then I'll be ready for more. Right now, I think yeah, I'm kind of done with turn-based for a little bit. Good for you. <laughs> Fallout, man. That's what we should be doing. I just, I'm so happy for us, just for both yeah. of us right now, because I, I really do feel like we have this strong connection. I Not that we didn't before, but now we have this shared universe. It's just so, so meaningful to me, sir. Yeah, and now all we have to do is get you playing either StarCraft or Mario Maker, and I feel like with the other half of that equation will come to fruition. <laughs> See, the thing that I, I feel like I could, like just hearing you talk about it, I feel like I could get into StarCraft. I do think I'm older, so my APMs aren't going to be there, is what I've heard, right? I it just... doesn't matter, though, because if you're playing campaign, it, your APM doesn't matter. Yeah, 
I know, but like, there's always this urge, especially where I work, to be like, oh, well, how competitive yeah. are you? You know, and so I, I do wonder. It does sound like the kind of thing that I might be into. And the thing is, like, they will match you very well based on your skill ranking. So they'll put you in a league, and you'll be against competitive people to you, right? Okay. But you know, maybe I, you the know, first couple games you'll get hammered because it's still figuring you out. But, like, five games in, it'll be like, all right, you're Bronze League. Here's some people to fight. Um, and it's fun. Like, it's it's fun. <laughs> okay. I- and the thing is, like, I've been trying to get, like, people to play StarCraft with me in real life. And uh, every, I, I had a lot of people who played Brood War, the old one, with me. Uh, we played a lot. We'd have LAN parties and play a ton. No one can I get to, to invest any time into StarCraft 2, um, which is, I think, hurting my game. Because I'm the only one playing it. I'm playing with randos online. Aww. And I need people to discuss strategy with. And why don't you become one of those? <laughs> I, I will try for you. But I do actually, I know some people, Chris, if you'd like mm-hmm. me to hook you up, I know some people who play the StarCraft 2. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I have some, some good people, some real people. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to hook you up, bro. Cool. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think I'm going to keep diving into Fallout 4. It sounds like you will as well. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not playing right now. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll let you go so that you can go back to your world. Yay, um, I'm just so happy. I just want to talk to you forever about Fallout now. I just, I mean, I liked you before, Chris, but this is just next level. Well, maybe next time we'll talk about it. We'll, uh, I'll get to like the end game. Have you beaten the game? No, no, no. I literally, uh, I've been fucking around with settlements. And so just, you're just savoring this crafting and and stuff and just like dicking around going to places because i need like a, a fan cool. <laughs> just wandering that's i'm a, i'm the lone wanderer man that's all i'm here for i do wonder like i mean i have this slack channel at work that's dedicated to fallout and people have like finished the main quest line already and i'm like maybe i should maybe i should try it to eh. you know, make some progress i mean whatever you're having fun with right yeah Oh, it's just the best. I love being there. It's I'm, I'm happy as a clam right now. I don't know if you saw, we have a vault boy at my office, and I just couldn't be happier with my gaming <laughs> life right now. Oh, so good. This is a good point for us to go back to our game lives. Yes. Thank you so much for your time, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you real soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.